everyone. Welcome back to our Golden 20s podcast. My name is Sadie and I'm joined by my co-host Tegan. And hey. today we are talking about body image. Mm-hmm. So trigger warning, if this is something you don't like to talk about, maybe skip this episode. However, should be pretty clear in the title mm-hmm. what you're signing up for. And I think we just want to chat about this. Both Tegan and I have just been chatting about thoughts we've been having in like our own lives and it was like let's turn this into a podcast episode because this is something that I think everyone deals with Mm -hmm. and it is a very isolating thing and it's also top of mind during summertime when you're maybe wearing bathing suits or shorts Mm -hmm. and tank tops and trying to wear as minimal amount of clothing as possible or you're feeling bloated from being sweaty and hot all day every day so that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, well, and I also find that, at least for me, being located in Canada, I spend all winter eating whatever I want because I'm like, it sucks out there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can eat ice cream every single day because the world stinks because it snows all the time. (laughs) But then it's like once summer rolls around, it's always like, ugh, here I am. I'm supposed to be like looking my best, living Mm -hmm. my best life. When I spent all winter prioritizing comfort. Right. Which isn't even a problem. Yeah. But for some reason, it feels that way once yeah. summer rolls around. Or it's always like you could have done more. Yeah. By the time a vacation comes, by the time summer comes, it's like, ugh. Totally. I'm, I'm not at, you know, the place where I I think I should be. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like you just sounded like so much like a Toronto girly in that where it's like, I don't care about winter. I live for summer, guys. (laughs) So funny. And the summer is just not summering, but we are, we're doing our best here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I totally hear you tag. And it's funny because I think this actually might be surprising to some people, but I feel like body image and how like self-critical I am about my appearance is actually something I talk about the most with my therapist out Mm of anything we talk about like this is something we continuously come back to and like I can spend hours talking Mm -hmm. about and Mm -hmm. analyzing and why I think that's so interesting and maybe surprising if you know me is because I feel like I'm a very confident person I'm very Mm -hmm. much like a self-love self-care like yeah I'm like preaching to love yourself you know things like this but it's actually really hard and takes a lot of effort takes a lot of work and I feel like why it's so important to talk about it and why I was like let's turn this into an episode is because it's very isolating and when I think about why I talk about it with my therapist it's because I don't talk about it with anybody else because I don't want people to be like really you struggle with that or like right 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 I wouldn't expect that from you or like Mm -hmm. people to like downplay how I feel not that I think anyone would but I just don't want I don't know it's just something that's very internal these are thoughts that I have in my head Mm -hmm. when I look at myself not when I'm like out with friends you know what I mean so it's just like such a personal thing so where I'm kind of going with this is that's why we think it's important to talk about Mm -hmm. and hopefully something resonates with you in this or makes you feel better knowing that you're not alone but if you are also struggling with this this is again my shameless plug for talking to a therapist because Mm -hmm. I really think this is somebody who is there to just listen to you and to help you and to be a judgment-free zone where if you have these thoughts that you can't talk about with anybody else, 
enter a therapist. Like that is Mm -hmm. what they're paid to do. I think the reason that this is so prevalent is because gaining weight is normal and a part of life, but it's not treated that way. Yeah. Like we've talked about statistics in the past about, you know, as a woman you gain, I think it's like two pounds a year or Mm -hmm. something. And that's not including, you know, if you're going through pregnancy or menopause or if you're dealing with other health problems or if you have stress and that kind of thing, like your body will change. And even if you're staying the same weight on the scale, your body will hold it different Mm -hmm. as you age. And yet, I guess through the media, mostly it's very shameful Mm -hmm. and like the scene that keeps coming to mind is in the sex and the city movie where samantha comes from la and they're like oh my god what's with the gut and it's kim cattrall who's like absolutely gorgeous i'm gonna guess like a size two i've only watched the movie once because well for a lot of reasons but the scene in particular and it's just so tone deaf i think mm-hmm. first off i don't think that women would necessarily talk to each other like that but it was i don't know a different time yeah but i think i don't know it brings up these feelings of like the early 2000s i remember being in the grocery store and seeing like the tabloids yeah by the aisles that are like look at all these people this person pregnant question mark yeah. jessica simpson's a fatty now yeah and looking now through the lens of someone who's older seeing that these people are skinnier than I am now yeah even in Bridget Jones's diary it starts with her saying her weight right she's writing her diary and I have not been that way in Mm -hmm. a very long time and that's her starting and being like that this is why I'm single because I'm so disgusting yeah I think she says she weighs like 135 pounds or something and But it's just like if you're fed that all the time and you're trained to think that gaining weight is a failure and it makes you unvaluable, which is just not true, Mm -hmm. especially when gaining weight is inevitable. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so challenging is because it's so deep rooted in our culture, in our Mm -hmm. society, in the content we consume like there is like this underlying like prejudice I guess or like yeah. bias because of media and whatnot but I think it can also be deep-rooted from how you were raised like mm-hmm. maybe I'm reading the I'm glad my mom died book right now with yeah. Je- uh, Jeanette, Jeanette McCurdy. McCurdy yeah and like her mom was like in support of her anorexia yeah Yeah. in support of like counting calories things Mm -hmm. like that and maybe you come from a family where that's normalized you know so you don't know any different like Mm -hmm. you think this is normal so that could be part of it maybe you know your friends are always like saying things like yeah need to kind of figure out where this is coming from and again I think talking through it with a therapist is great because it is such a personal thing that it probably is deep-rooted from something very personal that you maybe didn't realize and it could be from childhood could be from media things like that but I think something that I recently got to in my therapy journey from talking about this so much is realizing where mine comes from and it's very much around a lifestyle change so Mm -hmm. yes I like we come on this podcast we talk about how you gain weight especially Mm -hmm. as women every year even if you were to do the exact same things whatever weight is not just tied to working out and eating healthy like 
you can do all the same things and still gain weight, whatever. I know this, but through talking about it, I've realized how where my insecurities come from is the fact that I'm actually insecure about how much effort I have to put in to be active in life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now that in life, now that I work from home all the time. So pre pandemic, like I'm very conscious that I do not get 10,000 steps a day. I do Mm -hmm. not get even half of that most days because I work from home and I have to put in effort to do it. So it's like when I now look at myself in the mirror, I look for things to be like, well, girl, I see this. And it's like I'm proving the narrative to myself that I am not living an active lifestyle because that's what I'm insecure about. And then I just find the things to prove that to myself. So Mm -hmm. it's like, again, though, I got here because of talking about it of my Mm -hmm. therapist like helping me through that and it's like so what we're addressing now is not the fact that I'm gaining weight it's the fact that I feel like I'm not doing enough like you were saying I'm not working out enough I'm not eating healthy enough I'm Mm -hmm. not doing whatever so it's like well now that we've addressed the problem we can work on it you know and I think it can be like uh to be like oh well it's the content I consume and things like that but it's like take time because it might be a little bit more deep-rooted and personal than Mm -hmm. that you know yeah exactly well I was having a sort of similar realization about my views on my body when I was looking for an old picture of me trying on wedding dresses Mm -hmm. and there were certain dresses that I didn't buy because I thought they were so unflattering I thought that they made my belly look too big now at the time that I was shopping I was the sample sales size which I think is like a US 4 or 6 so it's pretty small it's not model small but it's pretty small and so I could fit into these dresses but I was like oh oh my god I can't wear this because I'll look humongous and now this was in 2019 so we're what four years later I'm looking at these pictures and I'm like I am so skinny in these images that Mm -hmm. I look unwell Mm -hmm. (laughs) as my perception now and yet in the moment I did not see that at all yeah it's because you only know like what you're living right and at that time, that was the largest I'd ever been. I mm-hmm. was always really skinny in high school. I remember like introducing size zero zero in pants. I was like, yes, thank God. I finally can find pants that fit me Yeah, because I didn't have a butt yet because I was a little skinny kid. And so at the time, I was thinking like, I've got to hide my belly because mm-hmm. this is not a good look. Now here I am four years older, have gone through a pandemic, I'm married, things change. And I'm like, if only she had known that that was the skinniest I've been since then. And probably if I listened to this episode five years from now, I'd be like, girl, you know nothing because that's the skinniest you've been. That's the least wrinkle free you've been. That's the least amount of gray hairs you've been. And so for everyone listening too, the same applies where... Like, you're only going to get older, hopefully. (laughs) It's only going to get worse, people. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) if you have the privilege of aging, these things change. And that comes with it. And we have to be able to accept that and put value in ourselves that doesn't come from our weight. Yeah. Because I guarantee no one else cares. Yeah. Do Like, I've known Sadie since kindergarten. Could I guess what size you are? 
yeah literally no yeah <laughs> i give and you clothes you and i'm like well no because i'm thinking thing. about myself yeah exactly like no idea i don't even maybe this is just me being i think i have like body dysmorphia in a positive way where okay. i can't tell what size anyone else is okay but it's also like you're just never thinking no, about that no until it becomes all. something about you because yeah. we're all selfish i guess <laughs> yeah no i think you bring up a great point tag and i do the exact same thing looking at myself pictures of myself from mm-hmm. when i was in college because i yeah. too there's always been certain things that i've been insecure about like with physical insecurities and i was just talking to my therapist about this last week where i was like it's funny because as a kid, I was always so insecure about my legs. My oldest sister mm-hmm. is the one who tans. She always had super smooth legs. And I remember always saying to her, I just wish I had your legs. Mm. Now that I'm older, I feel like I have great legs. I'm yeah. like, I can crush my squats. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm starting to tan a little bit, not nearly as much as like tagging tans <laughs> or something, but I tan for me. Yeah. I think my legs look great, but now all of a sudden when I look at pictures of myself, I'm like, I hate how my arm looks. All of a sudden it's something different. And this is the thing. And then it was also, you know, I went on my skin journey and it was like, all I see is my breakout. That's what I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. So it's like, as soon as one part of myself heals, I find something else to look at. And that's not a good way to think because there's always going to be something else. And that's not healthy but where sorry where I was going to go with this is I think when you think about body dysmorphia or body image and going back to the media I feel like people are sometimes thinking that you're only comparing yourself to other people and that's the toxic part yeah but for me I hardly ever compare my actual body to other people like I'm never Mm -hmm. looking at Instagram being like oh my god I wish I was as ripped as this girl going back to my deep-rooted problem is like I'm feel guilty that they're at the gym and I'm not like Um, I haven't worked out this week and they're Mm -hmm. there five days a week like that's what bothers me yeah where I get my like toxic thoughts are it's from comparing myself to past versions of myself and I think that's something that you might not even realize you do like Mm -hmm. and that can also be extremely toxic and yeah of course we're gonna change and of course me looking at yeah college city I also am like holy crap I was so skinny but I remember looking at myself in the mirror being like girl like you've always had this little bit of chub on your tummy or Mm -hmm. like your legs or whatever so I don't know it's just like if only we could go back and tell ourselves like yeah you know and to your point tag right now you can like you know in the future you're gonna look back on yourself and be like I wish I could tell her this so it's like Mm -hmm. tell yourself this you know tell yourself right now (laughs) yeah exactly yeah I do think there's a big trend thinking about weddings again of justifying like unhealthy ways of losing weight by trying to look good for say your wedding there's the whole like shredding for the wedding phenomenon or god i've never heard that i hate that (laughs) oh i know there's whole instagram pages where you can get inspo for shredding for the wedding it's a whole thing which is obviously toxic and stupid because Mm -hmm. it's like you know this person just said they want to marry you and be with you for the rest of your life so your priority is well i better lose weight like but it's a big thing even when i was wedding dress shopping they were like 
you can't lose too much weight or your dress won't fit. We have girls come in and they've lost 50 pounds and then their dress doesn't fit anymore. Like it's so normal Mm -hmm. in a lot of the older wedding magazines. It's like, there's a section of here's how to, you know, work out such and such. If you're wearing this type of dress, do these types of workouts. Like it's so normalized and the same for you know getting bikini body ready yeah when it's like if you're wearing a bikini your bikini body ready yeah doesn't have to get any more detailed than that but I think something we've talked about when we've had personal trainers on is reframing things like it's okay if you want to exercise because your wedding is coming up yeah but it's like reframe it in positive ways work on your cardio so that you can be dancing all night. Yeah. I worked out my arms because <laughs> my arms are so weak and I knew I'd have to carry a bouquet, which <laughs> sounds so lame because <laughs> they're not that heavy. But I was concerned about this. And, you know, it's like I'm working out because when I go on my vacation to Mexico, I'm going to hike up this pyramid, mm-hmm. not yeah. so that when I take an Instagram picture for the people back at home to see, I look like I have abs. Yeah. Totally. This also came up with my therapist where when we really started talking about this deep was earlier this year when I, right before I was going to Dominican and it was the exact same situation you yeah. were just describing tag where it was like I had plans through January, February, March to like work out so yeah, that yeah, yeah. I could go in April and I would look my best for my college roommate, like best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Then I was beating myself up about it. And why I didn't like it doesn't matter. I don't even need to get into the specifics. But the whole reason I was doing this was to look my best. Yeah. Then it didn't happen. I'm talking to my therapist about that. Whatever. Then I come back. My sister's getting married the weekends that this episode drops, (laughs) I think, or just she just got married. Either way. Again, I said to my therapist how, like, I want to look my best for my sister's wedding. And she just was like, why does looking your best mean you're 10 pounds lighter than you currently are? Why, like, does looking your best have anything to do with your weight? Like, you're really happy right now. And this is something that I reported back on because after I went to Dominican and I came back, she was like, so how was it? How did you feel being in your bathing suit all day yeah. with girls you didn't know? Like, yeah. how did you feel? And I was like, it was great. And the funny part is I'm posting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. This is bad validation, but these are my most like photos of the year. Yeah. Me and my bathing suit. People aren't commenting like damn girl fire emojis. People are commenting. You look so happy. Yeah. And I was like, this is so nice. Like that is what people see when they're looking at me in a bathing suit in Dominican yeah. where I'm seeing the chub on my belly, my arms, yeah. whatever. So anyways, I was loving that. So I'm telling my therapist, I want to look my best for my sister's wedding. I got to start, you know, working out more, going upping my step count. She's like, remember how, you know, you were in Dominican. People were telling you how happy you are. She's like, that happiness is you being your best. It has nothing to do with how much you weigh. It has nothing to do with, you know, anything about your physical appearance other than literally how happy you are. Like, that's how you're your best. So I think it's, again, just like reframing that because Mm -hmm. it's always that's the like always a success metric of being our best, feeling our best, living our best. It's how active you are, how healthy you eat, Mm -hmm. how many times you hit the gym, what your step count is like. There's it's good to have a goal, I guess. But I think it's being your best does not equal being thin. 
Exactly. Like, and being thin does not equal healthy. No, that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a great example. Flip side, I follow the bird's papaya. She's like one of my favorite body positive influencers. Mm-hmm. And she's a Toronto, not Toronto, but like GTA based yeah. Canadian. But anyways, she posts so many things about how she used to be like having an ED and she was mm-hmm. extremely thin. But that was the unhappy as she's ever been in her entire life yeah you know but she was like but looking at myself like i should be happy because i'm thin now but Mm. now you know like she's in the same boat as kind of me where she's like so happy people are commenting on how happy Mm. she is she lives this beautiful life she has like beautiful children she's married you know she's happy but she has way more weight than she had back then yeah but she's like but this is me being my best feeling my best living my best like yeah so I think that's a very important perspective to have yeah yeah well and it's like sometimes even if you're skinnier you look at least by our North American beauty standards worse right like I see pictures of myself weighing less and I'm like I look like my hair is flat she is not good because she's not getting the nutrients she needs like I don't look strong Mm -hmm. I look tired the bags Mm -hmm. under my eyes my skin is so bad because you know so it's like these are all trade-offs too Mm -hmm. if you're eating healthier it's like my nails grow so freaking fast now because I eat the nutrients I need my hair grows so long and it's big and it's shiny and mm-hmm. you know all these other things that of course are piled onto women as things that we need to have you can't have that if you are like starving yourself if you're eating less calories than you need to yeah. you know grow your hair grow your nails that kind of thing and so that I think is also a part of it that people forget like you get caught up in the number on the scale and not mm-hmm what that actually looks like in your lifestyle yeah and I think too if you're chasing this is kind of like the toxic side of goal setting Mm. is like once you set a goal and you achieve it then you set the next one and I think like body dysmorphia can keep you constantly chasing so if it's a goal weight or a weight goal if it's a certain look like I was saying with my insecurities how I made peace with my legs but now I'm insecure about my arms like yeah there's always something else yeah. so it's like it's try not to chase that you know like find something else that motivates you to mm-hmm. like to chase that and hopefully you know it's things that make you feel good and yeah you know actually are fulfilling rather than being like okay great I hit this number on the scale now I'm gonna go for this number and yeah keep it going like that exactly yeah I think, Teg, you were talking about, like, reframing your thinking. And this is something that I'm also, like, really working through to help Mm -hmm. me accept it and accept that my body changes and how, regardless of how much I work out, whatever, like, things are going to change. So it's funny because I overlook these things all the time. And I feel like we're all kind of guilty of that, especially if you're someone who's constantly, like, I don't know, looking for, like, things you could do different or better Mm -hmm. or more of so I don't know I was recently thinking about this though where I go to like my hot yoga class every Tuesday and 
I'm always so proud of myself that I can complete the class like in a hot room. Yeah. I'm like, this is something I should celebrate, you know? But the killer for me is like, then I come home and I walk up my three story walk up Mm -hmm. when I, my legs are shaking, you know, like I'm tired, but I'm like, I can do this, you know, like I'm celebrating this or I, there's so many freaking planks in this class. My shoulders are always so sore. Mm -hmm. I feel it there the most, but I have to wash my hair after hot yoga, you know, but I'm like, I'm strong enough to wash my hair like walk up my three stories like walk up wash my hair like I can do this or even just like acknowledging and realizing strength in other ways so Mm -hmm. for instance something else like these are kind of like positive affirmations I like tell myself but it's like if a friend were to call me up tomorrow and be like hey want to go for a hike and Mm -hmm. I could yeah I would like there's nothing stopping me like I'm healthy I'm Mm -hmm. strong why isn't this enough for me you know like why am I letting weight around my midsection overshadow the fact that I'm strong and healthy like yeah that's not fair so I think it's also just bringing awareness to those other things and like you said using those other things to motivate you like yeah. I want to be able to dance all night I want to be able to go on a hike when my friend calls I want to you know I think something else is like if you want to have kids and like yeah. be active with your kids maybe grandkids like mm-hmm. whatever it is you want to live a long healthy life like use that as your motivation and like mm-hmm. focus on that. Yeah. I like to think of, you know, exercise classes as just like time for me. And it's more for my mental health than my physical health. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like this can be hard because maybe this is just like a city thing, but some classes I go to are very much like weight loss oriented. Like okay. the way the person teaching the class is like, let's work off those weekend drinks, ladies. Okay. And like, it's a big part of, I think, like, I don't even know, exercise culture, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you've got to do it, even if it hurts, power through. And that is not the way that I think about exercises. And so one thing that I found has helped me is finding a studio. I take yoga as well, but I found a studio that more closely aligns to what I'm looking to get out of my class. So now the studio I go to, the instructor's like, everyone's poses are going to look different because everyone's bodies are different. Mm -hmm. Whereas some other studios are like, get off the ground. You need to be high. Look how high she is. right? Right. And Um, It's just like not healthy to be competitive in any way when it comes to your body because like it's so personal. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know what, you know, I have a bad shoulder because of a hockey injury. I have a bad knee from a hockey injury. Mm -hmm. No one knows that. It was, you know, 10 years ago. It just looks like I'm failing at this one pose. Right. So I think that that can be really helpful if you're surrounded by people who are constantly bringing up things that are triggering to you or that trigger negative thoughts about your self-appearance, you do not need that type of energy in your life. And this could be even like the Instagram accounts that you follow or the TikTok accounts that you follow. I don't usually fall prey to that. The only thing that I find is sometimes I'll save outfit inspirations recreate them myself and be like this looks kind of weird what's going on and then I look and then I'm like oh they're just really skinny that's I thought it was the outfit (laughs) and so I think that that can be really common but sort of recentering your like the voices you're hearing around yourself also because it's like you don't need the toxic energy 
mm-hmm. you are probably saying negative things to yourself all the time. Do you need to go yeah. and hear these negative things in a yoga class or hear them in your like shredding for the wedding podcast you're subscribed to? Like, absolutely not. Yeah, that's so interesting. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. Like in a workout class, especially. Yeah. Like, and everybody's motivated by different things, but yeah. that is like unhealthy competition. And yeah. I think of my Tuesday night instructor. I really, really like her. And it's funny because I'm always like, I feel if somebody were to come, like a friend were to come yeah. to this class with me, they'd be like, of course you love this. Okay. Instructor. Like, yeah. She's just like positive affirmations, yeah. left, right and center. But something she always has every single class is like, what you're actually building here is mental strength. Like mm-hmm. do not yeah, give yeah, up yeah. because if you give up in this pose, you know, you're yeah. likely to give up anytime you face adversity in any part of your life. Like yeah. that's an exaggeration, but you know, like and yeah. she says it a lot better than I do, <laughs> but that's it yeah. exactly. And it's like, that's the point, you know, she's not being like, I don't know. And even like, she's like talking about like building strength. Like it's yeah. never in a competitive way. Yeah, it's yeah, in a yeah. very much like, uplifting yeah healthy way but and I feel like that's why I like her so much but that's so interesting yeah I've been yeah. to a yoga class where we were doing pigeon pose which is a pose I enjoy but with Ooh. a knee injury yeah I'd be hard yeah I do not like pigeon. Oh, okay I love it it I do yin yoga a lot and so you'll hold pigeon for like five to yeah. ten minutes and it makes me cry because mm. your hips are where you yeah. hold your stress. It's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting sidetracked. But anyways. <laughs> I was like, please don't cry now. Yeah. <laughs> thinking <laughs> about thinking pigeon about- <laughs> pose. No. It, so I was in the pose, but I could not stay. She was also teaching. This is just me now ragging on this one yoga teacher. But I've been keeping it inside, is, so I need to get it out. <laughs> yeah. And this is also like, again, I've never thought of this before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you probably, you talking about this, I'm like, damn, I have been in these classes yeah, before. Right. So I'm it's like, so normal. Our, and yeah. I think when it's women-based classes, that's the only time where I've seen it where it's all women. Right. Where, I don't know. Yeah. But so she anyway, was yeah. trying to get us to hold the pose in a certain way that was hurting my knee and I was shifting. And then she was like, don't shift, don't shift, hold it. And I was like, yeah okay girl and I was moving my light and she was like this the pain is good the pain means it's working and I Um, I was like are you kidding me and I'm thinking if this is someone's first yoga class yeah and they think that pain is good for your workouts like absolutely not and so the whole class was just very much like it was also i was taking this yin class and it was directly after a Pilates class. So most of the people had been in the Pilates class and had stuck around and it was like, come on, you've been here working it out. You partied all weekend. It's time to sweat off those pounds, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, this is not at all why I come to yoga. Whereas like I was saying, the studio I found now is a lot more body positive mm-hmm. and I, everyone else looks different than me in yeah. this new studio I go to. A lot of the people are much older and they are in much better shape than me. Even though I think if the two of us were to walk into the old studio, they would roll their eyes at this older person 
and be like, okay, come on in young white woman. Yep. Front row of yoga Mm -hmm. where I'm like, that's just not even what it's about. And then there are these older people who look like they would be in worse shape than me who are going nuts in this class and me like falling over dying because all I've been hearing is like how great I am because I'm skinnier. Like, yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's very interesting to me. I guess for some people that would be very motivational, Mm -hmm. it's just not at all for me. And it actually like pissed me off a lot. So I don't go back there anymore, but yeah. Boycott. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, (laughs) Their name is, but I mean, it is just the one instructor. It could be totally, you know, different, but I think that you can be fed this information through so many yeah different places like and you you're not aware of what yeah. it's doing to your unconscious like exactly thinking. like it's like looking at a magazine of skinny people yeah being told you know yeah like but that's these, normal yeah, yeah like i don't know i you brought up an interesting point though that resonated with me for these older people you were saying where Mm -hmm. it's like maybe i look thinner than them but they're way stronger and like way more in shape that's another thing for me is i find i'm always like but i can show up and like do this class and crush it and i feel like i'm very strong but i feel like i don't look strong and for some reason being strong isn't enough like i also need to look to prove it Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and it's like no what matters is if you know somebody comes at me i can like yeah. throw a punch at them <laughs> yeah. you know? like, I, I don't need to be able to like yeah it has nothing to do with how i look you know yeah. like or it doesn't it shouldn't have to anything to do with yeah this. yeah one last thing i wanted to say that is just an interesting perspective i had is i used to work with a girl and she would work out every morning she'd wake up at 5 a.m and she'd do a full workout and whether it was like a spin class or a set at the gym and then she would walk to work and this would take her like 45 minutes an hour on top and i was just like wow this girl has her life together and she looked great she always had like her hair done was just like a superstar and I was like, yeah, it's because she's got her priorities all straight. Her life is great. That's why. And then we were talking like one evening and she said that when she was in like the seventh grade, a boy said that she had like tree trunk thighs. And she's like, it is stuck with me. And all I see in every picture of myself is thighs, thighs, thighs. And I think like I look awful. And she's like, and I have to work out every single day. And all I do is work my legs to try to get my thighs to be smaller. And I was like, so in my perspective, right. she was working out because she had her shit together and yeah. she looked amazing. And she was working out because she's like, this is just what I have to do to look normal because I'm so awful looking. Yeah. And it was all based on one comment. And yet no one else in the world was thinking it yeah. because she looked amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know. That's why it's like so important to talk about these things because yeah. it's like that's that one comment shouldn't hold so much weight you know but it does because that's just what we're conditioned to think so exactly yeah well tag i know you talked about some things that helped you going to like different yoga instructors whatever it is but some of the things that i have been practicing or really helped me i already talked about like recognizing and appreciating strength and health over Mm -hmm. like looks looks and whatnot yeah but i also think i'm somebody who is very conscious of my thoughts. So as soon as I look at myself, I point something out to myself to Mm -hmm. like prove this narrative of I could be doing more, could be doing better, could look better, could, you know, whatever. I always interrupt that thought with don't think that way. Oh my God, why are you thinking like that? And then I beat myself up for thinking about it. So Mm -hmm. I'm 
in life in general, I'm really trying to give myself more compassion in like every aspect. But I think it's just acknowledging the negative thoughts and letting them go. Mm -hmm. And I know that's really hard, but just having awareness of these thoughts and like the stories you tell yourself has so much power. So I think it's just first step, acknowledging them. Second step, interrupting them. You know, maybe you find something else. So if I'm looking at a photo of myself being like, oh my God, I hate my arms. Maybe I go to my legs. I'm like, wait, my legs look right here. Or, oh my gosh, my skin's cleared up or whatever. Maybe it's, oh my gosh, I love how happy I look. Like Mm -hmm. literally find something else and focus on that instead and interrupt that thought. Another thing that's really helped me and this is, again, through the summer season um, where I pulled out my favorite shorts this summer. They didn't fit. From the last summer, I was mm-hmm. so upset about it. I bought new shorts. Now I put them on and yeah. I love them. Yeah. I feel so good in them because they actually fit me. So this is something I'm really taking into fall and like transitioning is like being very honest with myself and the clothes that I donate at the end of summer, like these don't fit get rid of them don't hold on to them I don't hold on to things being like one day they will fit like Mm -hmm. that's never the thought it's just like but these are my favorite you know like I don't want to get rid of them they do way more damage just holding on to them and trying them on like every time I try them on I get upset and beat myself up over it not worth it get rid of them and buy things that actually fit and who cares what size they are like we were saying yeah I have no idea what size tagging is she has no idea what size I am yeah and even if we did we wouldn't care yeah like it would why be would we, it would yeah. be weird if i cared yeah, exactly <laughs> and probably if you buy something you literally all you have to do is get over yourself to buy it like mm-hmm. a certain size and then you're probably also going to forget what size they are yeah. like you know once they're on it does not matter it doesn't matter in the first place but just buying clothes that actually fit that's something i want to do for my like fall wardrobe mm. and this is another thing I had the realization of I have so many clothes that I've had forever. Mm -hmm. And when I was in college up until like I started working post-grad, I worked at Anthro. Yeah. I had a discount. I got all these really nice Anthro clothes and I still have so many of those clothes, Mm -hmm. but I worked at Anthro in 2018. Like the last time I worked there was five years ago and I still have clothes and then I put them on and I get sad that they're too small. Yeah. It's like, what the heck that was five years ago of course like I need to give myself compassion but also just get rid of them buy things that actually fit Mm -hmm. and then this is maybe a weird one these two are maybe weird okay Okay. but I hope I don't lose you but also just getting comfortable looking at yourself naked Mm -hmm. I think has a lot of power and this is just something again where it's like if you wake up every day you put on an outfit and all you do is just like hate how you look in certain Mm -hmm. outfits or I don't know a lot of the time it's like right before I'm leaving the house I'm like obsessing over how I look before I leave but it's like just get comfortable with yourself wearing absolutely nothing and like realize again look for other things before you squish into a pair of jeans before Mm -hmm. you like have lines from sitting in your shorts or like yeah lines from your bra whatever it is like just get comfortable with yourself and your body and I feel like it's awkward and maybe like you really dread doing that at first, but mm-hmm. I feel like over time you'll be like, damn girl, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do it. Like, I don't know. First thing in the morning, start your day with positive affirmations mm-hmm. and just like show appreciation for yourself and your body. I think that is good. And like repeating positive mantras to yourself when you're doing that. And another thing, not quite similar, but sort of is 
keeping photos of yourself even if you think you look bad in them Mm. and looking at them a different day with fresh eyes so this is like especially like going back to my dominican trip somebody i'd be like oh can you take a picture of me they'd snap pictures i'd look at them in the moment and be like oh my god i hate this i hate how i look i look sweaty i look massive whatever it is but then i would come home from my trip say a week later never posted these photos look at them again and i'm like damn i look so good (laughs) then i would post them like i don't know i think you can get caught up in the moment kind of thing you feel bad and ugly Mm. so then you see that when you look at yourself in these photos but i feel like just hang on to these photos and it might be five years from now maybe it's next week you'll probably look back at them one day and be like actually these aren't as bad as i thought so Mm. yeah that's another thing i've been practicing to give myself a little bit more compassion love it yeah well i think that's where we'll leave things for this week hopefully you heard something that resonates with you even if it's just that like we also feel and think this way especially as people who are very publicly like love yourself yeah you're perfect the way you are too you know obviously that's lovely to say but it's not realistic and it's not realistic 24 7 yeah exactly and so hopefully that is comforting to hear I think that this is a big theme for anyone in their 20s but realistically especially women but all people deal with body insecurities and that kind of thing so if you like this episode you can follow and subscribe to us so you see when new episodes drop they come out every Tuesday morning in between that, we're on social media. We're at our golden twenties on almost all of the platforms. And we have a Patreon page, which is the best way to show your support for the podcast. And we put up the episodes early there if you like to hear things before anyone else. And I think that's everything. So thanks for listening. Bye.